standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus. And we're back. It's Monday. It's the 14th of November. And whoo-hoo, we're six days in after the election. And guess what? We still don't know who won. <laughs> well, on to other more important things I have to tell you. Before we get into it, share, like, subscribe, comment on the show. Every little bit helps. Uh, we had a very interesting week in the lead up to the election. Uh, kind of messed with some of the numbers. Kind of missed that 50K stretch goal by a little bit there, but we're back on it. And, uh, you know, maybe we're a week behind, but we'll see. In any case, get the word out. I strive to bring interesting and new things to the show every day. Talking primarily about things going on in Collin County slash Texas. And you know what? We're not going to pretend that the rest of the country doesn't matter or there aren't interesting things going on. But everybody else talks about that ad infinitum. So we're going to try and focus just a little bit on what's going on in Texas, Collin County specifically. Ah, so the Monday madness will begin now. All right. So as I said, it's the 14th, six days after, and we still have a number of races that they're not calling. I don't know why that is. I don't know if uh, the cheat didn't go smoothly enough for them or if there are just that many incompetent uh, administrators out there, but Apparently, it's a major challenge to count ballots that it takes an entire week to get it done. Hey, but, you know, if you voted for the Republicans, democracy is dead. You're never, ever going to be able to vote again. And hey, just so we're clear, the Republicans, some of them, say the same thing about if the Democrats would have won. So we're going to call it a draw. No no team wins. (laughs) You know, the sad thing is, is we lose. It always comes down to we lose. And... I got. I don't know about you, but I don't find that exciting at all. So we got to deal with the idea that elections can't be decided for a week, and we have to deal with the problem that the elections were likely stolen in many ways. Why do I say that? Oh, again, it's the same old, same old, right? Don't know about Arizona. Don't know about Pennsylvania. Don't know about Nevada. Oh, I know some of them. They've already called, but mysteriously, the people that really had no business winning one. I mean, what does it take? Do they literally have to crash the economy into nothing before the team on the outside wins? It's just a farce. You know, it, it reminds me of the meme where they got Tom with Jerry in his jaws saying, Tom never kills Jerry. Otherwise the show is over. Could that be it? Don't know. You make your own decision. I think more accurately, uh, a friend of mine named Jeremy, he said, and I quote, well, I'm going to not quote, but I'm going to paraphrase as I paraphrase until you go back and fix 2020, 2022 is never, ever going to be an accurate election. I think it's fair to say, based upon what we've seen, that's probably the case. In Florida, there was no question who won. It wasn't even close. And I mean, even in Georgia, in the race that mattered, that would be the governor's race because the governor wanted to keep his job. That wasn't close. Now, as for the U.S. Senate and the rest of us and the rest of the country, well, we don't really care about you. The governor got his. 
You can say the same about Texas and Arizona. Oh my gosh. I've already talked about it. We're not going to waste our breath anymore. Philadelphia, apparently you like dead people and brain dead people over mediocre Republicans. And Nevada, do we really expect to win there? I mean, that's the crime capital of the world, a.k.a. Vegas. And when I say crime, I should really say the vice capital of the world. Because if you don't criminalize it, it's not a crime. Hey, baby, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. (laughs) Kind of sounds like some parts of McKinney, but that's another story. All right. So I am going to take a moment now. I'm going to read a post. I wish I could take credit for it, but a friend of mine, Brian Roberts, out of Grayson County, which is about mm, 25 miles north of me in the middle of Grayson County, he put a great post out. And I don't know that I could have done a better job saying what he said. So without further ado, I will read it to you. As we begin another four-year term with a useless rhino governor in Texas, I can only consider what Texas might look like today if Deborah Medina would have won in 2010. Now, for those of you who don't remember who Deborah Medina is, I suggest you go look it up. I'm not going to waste any time on it right now, but we may circle back later. She ran as a small government, freedom-loving candidate with practical Texas First Solutions, that we that were speaking to the hearts of even mainstream Republicans. She had an excellent debate performances. She where she differentiated himself, herself, excuse me, from big government Perry and Hutchinson. The result was a rapid rise in the polls, jumping from four percent in one week to twenty four percent the next. But her campaign was sabotaged, and the establishment held on. Since then, freedom in Texas has been under constant assault by rhinos, and as a result, we barely resemble the proud, confident, liberty-minded Texas that inspired the world's freedom lovers. This apathy and conditioning made it possible for a sitting governor to shut down the state for a year, destroying countless lives in the process. Now Abbott and his army of rhino state representatives are headed back to Austin. The wheels have come off in the U.S. and Texas. Leadership is ill-equipped to deal with it as they are quite on board with the globalism and refuse to fight even the most offensive attacks on individual medical freedom. We have open border that welcomes 5,000 illegals a day. Led by these clowns, Texas is destined to crash and burn morally and economically with the current trajectory set by D.C., If this is the fate of Texas, then Texas will eventually crawl out of the ashes to a reset world without the freedoms guaranteed to us. I'm not exactly sure how Texans or how actual Texans should proceed given the lackluster and compromised state leadership. But at the end of the day, the solution starts with a T and ends with exit. Oh my gosh. Uh, kudos, 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 Brian. This is most outstanding. I wish I had the wordsmithing on paper that this gentleman has put down here. All right. Now let us go back just a little bit here. See, we've already decided that 
the elections can't be decided because they haven't decided who they're going to stick us with. The elections were clearly stolen, though we're not allowed to say that. And elections seem to not really solve any issues because, quite frankly, if Tom kills Jerry, there's no more show. So what are our options? Well, Mr. Roberts came to a similar conclusion, or has had a similar conclusion, if you will, that I have had. We can't fix the whole country, but maybe we can fix Texas. Maybe the fix is within Texas. Maybe, just maybe. Now that I've given you the stunning opener, let me transition to a brief interlude here. Well, I remind you that Tuesday, the 15th of November, we're going to have a school board meeting in McKinney, Texas, whereupon the school board is likely to tell us how they're going to absolve their, themselves of responsibility for books that are in the library. And, oh, while we're at it, we're going to make it even more difficult for you to challenge the trash that is put in the libraries. While all this is going on, I'll be downtown McKinney at the Pantry, also home of Cocktail Creamery, getting ready to host the Collin County Patriots. And we've got a twofer. That's right. We're going to get two guys that say they were at the January 6th event, and they're going to give us their firsthand testimony of what went on. And before you go any further, there has been some, shall we say, questions about the reliability of their testimony. Well, it is my job as the interviewer to make sure the interviewee answers enough questions to where you can feel some level of confidence or lack thereof of their testimony. As Fox News once used to say, we report, you decide. Well, that's kind of what we're going to do here. And then when we're done with that, we're going to have none other than Jeff Younger come and pay us a visit. And he's going to tell you about <laughs> the, I, I, I don't even know how I could say this in a positive or peaceful way. Basically, he's going to tell you about how his wife, I'm sorry, his ex-wife is going to destroy his son and is getting aided and abetted by the Texas government in doing it. And how even the Republican Party, the so-called conservative party, doesn't seem to care about it one bit. If that doesn't pique your interest, come by for the spiked ice cream. It's most delicious. Or if you're in the mood, enjoy a nice dinner courtesy of the pantry. It doesn't cost that much and... The food and the desserts are well worth it. Okay, brief interlude over. Let's return. What are our options? Well, as Mr. Roberts has eloquently put forth, and I concur wholeheartedly, Texas seems to be the only way out now. Now, I know there are a number of people that will claim a number of things. One, you're seditionist. Two, you're chicken. Three, you're running away. Four, you're giving up. Five, you can't do that because big daddy government told us we're not allowed to. And I guess number six, as well as being a seditionist, you're a traitor. Well, let's go ahead and just rebuke this for just a moment. So about 20 years ago, I'm sorry, not 20, 30 years ago, that's right, 1992, I gave an oath. Now that oath predates my marriage oath. But it is not superseded. In other words, I didn't take another oath that negates it. My marriage oath is an addition to, but not negating it. 
That oath was, I was going to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I gave that oath when I enlisted in the United States Navy. My term of enlistment ended in 1994. I then went back for another round in the active duty reserves for about a year. I left after I received what I thought was an unlawful order peacefully and whatever else clearly within the rules. Okay. But that was my motivation. I've been officially discharged after eight years. So that would take me to the year 2000. So for 22 years, I have been fully out of the United States military. I am no longer subject to the UCMJ. I am, however, still held by my oath. And regardless of the nonsense that went down with the Oath Keepers and the sellouts that were running that place and fell online with the Alphabet Soup Agency people, I can support the idea without being involved in any of that nonsense because I did give an oath and I plan on keeping it. The problem is... And I've had this conversation with a number of people that went over in the sandbox. The problem is, it's become increasingly clear to myself, and I would assume at this point many others, that the enemy is actually a domestic enemy. The enemy, many of them have D's after their name, some have R's after their name, and many of them wear alphabet soup agency hats and credentials. They are the domestic enemy. They don't get to just change the rules because they want to. They don't get to just redetermine and reinterpret what the Constitution said and what I gave an oath to. Now, let me be clear here. I am not advocating overthrowing any government. I'm not advocating anything, honestly, to change anything in D.C. because I don't think we can. I think that would be an utter waste of time. What I am suggesting is we can leave. We can leave peaceably. It's been done multiple times throughout history. And for those of you that are about to get your panties in a wad, let me assure you that when the United States left Great Britain, that was a secession. Now you can call it whatever you want. You can play whatever word games you want, but we left Great Britain. We told them we're not going to be subject to your authority any longer. Now you can get go put on an aluminum foil hat and Say that, well, you know, this, I don't care. For all intents and purposes, we were a free country. We separated ourselves. Now, Texas did that by themselves when they told Mexico, you're not abiding by the Constitution that we agreed to. And because of that, we're going to go our own way. And Santa Ana had a similar resolve and result, if you will, that Great Britain had. Oh, I'll tell you, you little peasant colonist. And oh, yeah, he lost too. And then somewhere along the line, Texas said, well, we spent a lot of money fighting Mexico and we got a lot of debt and we're not really sure how we're going to fix all this, but there's this other big sister country here that's right next to us that we kind of align with on a lot of things. Let's join them. Let's become a bigger nation. Let's protect our borders with their help. These United States have come together and created that more perfect union. And that worked for a while. And then in 1860, uh, the usurper and chief, I'm sorry, That's not fair. The guy that won with a minority... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's maybe not... Abraham Lincoln, 
was put in place. And at this time, several states had already seceded. They didn't approve of the way the federal government was trying to run things and run roughshod over what the rules were in the Constitution. They were ignoring the rules. They had become a domestic enemy. But rather than fight against them, they just said, we're going to go our own way. We're going to exercise our ability to walk away. Now, keep in mind, this had been tried several times before by the Yankee country. I'm sorry. The Yankee state. I mean, uh, yeah, that's right. Maine, Vermont, New York, Massachusetts, Connecticut. Those states, they looked multiple times at seceding and they used it as a weapon, if you will, to get what they wanted. They wanted certain or certain concessions out of the federal government, particularly from the southern states that had a plurality or a or control of the federal government at this time. And they they used it well, and they got what they wanted. However, when the shoe was on the other foot, in the southern states said, well, we want these things. And yes, I'm well aware slavery was one of those issues. But when we want these things, they didn't get those concessions. They didn't get somebody that was willing to work with them. They said, okay, well, we're just going to go our own way. South Carolina led the way. And then eventually... Ten more states followed suit, including Texas. So these states said, okay, guys, we're not really happy with the way this government's working that we helped set up, and you all aren't following the rules, and you're abusing power, so we're going to go our own way. Only this time around, they weren't successful. This time around, the military took control and forced a dictatorship on those 11 states that tried to go their own way. And they subjugated them, they abused them, and they remade them in their own image, allegedly, to create Yankee-fied southern states. They created a, quote-unquote, more perfect union under the jackboot of Washington, D.C. Now, let me ask you, just because you're two-in-one, does that mean that you stop? Does that mean that you say, well, we can't do this anymore, that we have no recourse, that we are going to be the abused child of the federal government forever? I suggest to you, no. No more than you would tell a woman to stay married to a man that beats the snot out of her, or if you prefer, the other way around. No more would you prevent a child that's being abused from getting himself emancipated or herself emancipated from abusive parents. You don't stay in an abusive relationship unless something's wrong with you, unless you're an enabler, unless you're mentally damaged. That's not a way to live. That's not an appropriate thing to do. You leave. Now, maybe after time and healing and changes occur, you can reunite. But until that point, you leave. Texas has that opportunity. And yes, this is now morphing into a Texas Tuesday on a Monday. But here's the thing. At this point, every day ought to be a Texas Tuesday. We have been shown the federal government doesn't care. They have zero interest in fixing the problem. We have been shown the Republicans are toothless wonders. They have zero interest in fixing the problems. We have been shown that the Democrats are much better tyrants than the Republicans are. We have been shown that even the people that are ostensibly on our side in Austin have very little interest of fixing the problems. They only want to stay in power. How do we fix that? Well, we can't fix it at the federal level. We know this. We might be able to fix it 
at a state level in Austin. And the easiest, most effective way to do that is to separate out so that we can go in and recreate a better guard of liberty to reinforce that these are what the rules already are and you must follow them. And if you don't, there are recourses far worse than impeachment. There are recourses that could become into play. I got to say right now, I'm a big fan of banishment. Oh, oh, okay. Yes. You want to sell drugs? I got a place for you. It's called New Mexico. Oh, oh, you want to be a pothead and sit at home and collect stamps and that free paycheck? Colorado's really nice this time of year. Oh, oh, you're a big government tyrant and you want to tell people how to run and live their lives because, you know, you're in charge of the HOA? Yeah, they have this place called California. They have another one called New York. I highly suggest you go there. We'll send your stuff for you. We're going to give you a one-way trip. I don't understand why it is that our state government is always playing also me or follow the leader. We have everything in Texas that we could and should be leading. We produce our own power. We have our own grid. We have our own refineries. We have our own waterway. We have our own ports. We have our own freeways. Yet we don't do anything with it. We have natural borders that we don't protect. We have some nice straight line drawn borders that, well, nobody really cares about those either. We have the Gulf of Mexico that covers up, I don't know, a quarter of our border. How are we using that? Good question. If we are our own country again, if we're our own independent republic again, we can properly use those things. We can properly protect and benefit from all of the great natural resources that are in Texas. Why should it take 40 years to get approval to put in a reservoir? That's insane. Why should it take 30 years to build bridges? That's insane. Why do we allow ourselves to have our entire lives dictated by a few petty tyrants that have a title after their name that are 2,000 miles away? The even better question is, why do we tolerate it when it's in the next county over? One guy shut down his entire county because he wanted to. The fact that the guy wasn't run out on rails just says how bad it is in Dallas County. How do we fix that? Well, I don't know. I don't know, maybe quit importing people here that like a strong man. Quit pretending that he's doing anything to protect you. Huh. But, again, money talks, you know what walks. You're not going to do anything until you start forcing these people to follow the rules. Make them live by our rules. Now, later on this week, I finish Rules for Radical. We're going to take some notes out of that and discuss it. I also started reading a uh, the Benedict Option. Pretty interesting. Right now he's just laying the groundwork. Rod Dreher, pretty good author. <sighs> Maybe a couple of good ideas on there. And while we're at it, later on in the month, I'm going to probably dig out confrontational politics again and pull a few more notes out of that. These are all important things that we can and should be using. The time is now. The newly elected state reps and state senators are getting ready to go down in January. They work for us. They represent us. We need to remind them often and aggressively. 
And if they don't do the job, when they come home, they should not be welcomed. They should be chased off via a primary. Big words, I know. And it's expensive. It's a challenge. And it's a lot of work. But if you keep doing the same thing, you better not ever expect it to get a different result because you won't. These guys don't have your interests in mind. They don't have your interests in heart. They don't have your interests anywhere on their body or in their soul. They're only worried about themselves. And how do you know that? Follow their actions. Follow the money. I know it's terrible. We don't want to. We don't want to be like that. These are our people that are on our team. These are people we just helped get reelected. These are people we helped get elected. We're supposed to be happy. They have ours after their name. Yes, you're right. But when you have that, that R comes with a responsibility. That means that you actually follow through. You use the platform for something more than toilet paper. You follow the party principles. And if you don't, we need to start jerking these guys out by their collars. We need to stand up, and if they're not going to have a spine, we need to have it for them. We need to make them uncomfortable. We need to remind them they need us. If you doubt me, just look down in HD70. And yes, I'm going to rehash this one more time. HD70, Jamie Jolly, ton of money, ton of name recognition. She should have won that race fairly easily. Even most of the Democrats were okay with her, which is why they were so glad to vote for her in the primary. But when it came to the general, after she had told off the entirety of the executive committee and basically said, I don't appreciate the fact that you guys are being mean to me. As a matter of fact, I don't need you and I'm going to win without you. How's that working for you? Now, I don't know if she challenged to the election or not. I don't know if she's asked for a recount. I think she's entitled. 900 volts is not a lot, but I wonder what the undercount was. As I said, I've heard the numbers at least 2000. Now, if you're a good quality conservative Republican in Plano slash HD 70, I don't know whether to hug you or smack you upside the head, but man, oh man, you taught her a lesson. These guys can't win without us. They need us as much as we need them. There's going to be a cost. And I don't care if you got $3 million the last cycle, Jeff Leach, and you run in a very safe Republican district, Jeff Leach, when somebody with no name, no money, and no experience gets a third of the vote, you ought to be paying attention. Because we are. When your name's Candy Noble and you work for the governor instead of the rest of us, I don't care how many nice letters you send back here and tell us what's going on and how pleasurable it is for you to represent us. If you're not, in fact, representing us, perhaps the problem is us because we haven't replaced you. Yes, both of you, you're on notice. Frederick Fraser, man, I'm hoping the best for you, buddy. Good luck. Matt, Matt, Matt. What is going on, buddy? You have been the best we've had in Collin County. And I'm going to be honest, that's not been a compliment as of late. But going forward, I need you to double down, man. I need you to go back to the early days when you were actually a Liberty Caucus guy. I need you to re-inject that spine. I need you to show up at some of these cities that you represent and say, hey, guys, you know, that porn stuff in schools, not a good idea. Hey, guys, that CRT stuff in schools, not a good idea. Hey, you know... 
that person that I might personally like as a superintendent in Prosper? Yeah, she's not so great because she hid the fact that their employees were abusing children. She probably needs to find another job. Matt, I'm not asking too much of you. The rest of us have been very patient with all of our representatives. And you come back up here every time and say, this is the most conservative session ever. This is so great. We got four out of ten. Or I'm sorry, four out of nine. Whatever. 50% is a failure. Those of you that are so glad to be supported by school teachers, even the school teachers won't pass somebody that gets a 50. It's time to deliver. Yeah, I appreciate it. You guys kill those bad bills on occasion. I appreciate it. You guys do stand up for us on occasion, but we're tired of it. We're just tired. We can't, we can't win races that should have been ours to win. And then when we do win the races and we work our tails off to get you guys across, you act like you're annoyed with us. And I'm sorry, that's not the way it works. That's not the way it's supposed to be. When you're the boss in a company, you serve your people. They work for you, but your job is to empower them. Your job is to make sure that they keep the company working well. Likewise, as our reps, as our elected officials, we work our tails off to get you elected. And when you go down there and you ignore the things we've told you, you ignore the things we spent time, money, and effort that communicate to you guys, and you blow us off by saying, well, we just didn't have the votes for it. I'm sorry. I would rather we go down and defeat 50 times and get all the rest of those guys on record that opposed us than win once. It's important to win. It's very important to get the things done that we say we want. But I would much rather have a real vote where the people get outed for killing our bills than to quietly dispose of them in the background in committee. And we all know this is why you keep putting Democrats in charge of committees so they'll do your dirty work for you. Well, Tom, it's about time you killed Jerry. And yeah, the party might be over, but if you do a good job, we're going to be very happy and we're going to send you back the next time. But if you continue to do this BS show where you give us just a little bit, the scraps off the plate, if you will, I'm going to tell you, you're not going to get a lot of help next go round. We might just have to HD 70 you. <laughs> and if you think I'm joking, I'm not. And as we begin the new session with a bang, I'll say it to you one more time. I'll be back with a text at Tuesday tomorrow. And until then, I will see you on the other side.